we're going to be diving into the Word of God this morning. And, you know, the Bible talks about in Romans 10, faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. And it doesn't say it comes by having heard the Word of God. So every time we sit before God, sit before someone who's bringing the Word of God forth, we should have an outstretched neck to say, God, take me deeper into things I already know. Illuminate the Word of God to me. You know, we believe at Excel Church that, that it's important to develop skillful believers who can take the Word of God off of the pages and see it manifested in their everyday lives. So we open the Word of God and we teach the Word of God. What is that? The incorruptible seed that will not return to God void. Amen? So we're talking about this morning for a title. Uh, we're talking about the generous heart. The generous heart. The generous heart. Now, when you think about the word generous, I want you to think about this word right here, generosity. It's important to be generous towards God with your finances. It's important to be generous towards people with your finances. And it's important to be generous towards yourself with your finances. What do we call that? We say we want people to be, and you want to be, kingdom rich, others rich, and self-rich. What is that? I'm going to honor God with my finances, my first fruits, my tithes, and my offerings. I'm going to honor God as, as he's prospered me. That's kingdom rich. And then when God lays on your heart to bless someone, to bless the single mother, to bless a business, to bless a relative, to bless an organization, to bless a friend, what is that? That's others rich. And lastly, self-rich, which is, I tell you, you know, to think that God doesn't want us rich and wealthy is just insane to me. Because God wants his children doing well. Doing well. There's no parent in here will look at their kids and go, hey, I'm going to send you off to college, and I really hope you fail. What do we say? I'm going to send you off to college, get your grades, make straight A's, be at the top of your class. Why? I want you to excel. And God, our Father, which is in heaven, wants us to be doing well. Amen? So the generous heart. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 10. The generous heart. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Watch, hey, this place is anointed. It is. Places anointed. <clears throat> the generous heart. It's important as we as we talk about the generous heart. It's important for us not to confine God to a God who only heals our body, a God who only heals our sicknesses and diseases. But God has already blessed you. God is not a potential God. God is already God. God has already blessed us. So our faith moves us towards what God has already done. You know, when I first got born again, I was fresh out of college, uh, and, and, and I went there to Creflo Dollar Ministries, and I walked in that church, and I had never seen anything like that before in my life. Think of this now. I'm a guy in school and, and just like Saul mocked Christians until I got born again and got on fire for God and fell out under the power of God at a church there in Decatur, Georgia. And I walked in and I said, what in the world is this? 25,000 church members? And this is way back when. A guy 27 years old that built this thing debt-free, $18 million? What kind of guy is this? And when he came out on that podium, and he opened that word, and he began to make sense of that word, he began to show us our covenant promises. He began to show us what God wanted for us. Right then and there, I said to myself, now that's the kind of preaching I'm talking about right there. Because a lot of people say you're supposed to be broke, busted, and disgusted. No, 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 no. I'm not supposed to be broke, busted, and disgusted. You're not supposed to be broke, busted, and disgusted. You are supposed to be rich. Watch this. In all things. Proverbs 10, verse 22. The blessing of the Lord, it does something. It maketh rich. 
And watch this now. It adds no sorrow with it. No misfortune comes with the blessing. God does not have to use the devil's tools to get our attention. God says, I'm a God who blesses. I'm a God who heals. I'm a God who only carries goodness with him for you. And he says, this blessing that I placed on you, you got to know this thing about the blessing. It's on you, in you, and around you. So when you walk into a place, it's like, okay, everything just brightened up. Why do you say that? The blessing just walked in. When you look at your debt, whether you have IRS payments or whatever it is, or student loans or credit card debt, or you want to pay your house off, when you look at it and speak to it, so okay, I'm, I'm, I'm done with you. And, 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 and the anointing on my life, the blessing on my life is going to remove you. Somebody says, oh, that, that just sounds a little bit prideful. No, 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 no. We got to start squaring our shoulders up as Christians and believers and saying, if I see the land, I'll take it. If I want the building, I'll get it. Wow, my father owns everything. And the blessing that's on your life, the Bible says it makes you rich. Here's what makes me. Now, when my wife, when my wife wants me to uh, paint a wall or, 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 or clean the baseboards in the house, we're real big on clean baseboards. Uh, we got white baseboards. We, 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 we paint them every year. We, you know, we, we like them clean. But, but if, 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 if I say, man, I, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do this. You know, I, I'm, I'm tired. She goes, we've been planning this for 30 days. Derek, go ahead and get up now. Get on to the garage. And, and she says, get on to the garage. Get your, paint, get your paint bucket. Get your brush. And, and, and she kind of just gently give me a love shove. Go on now. What is she doing? She's making me go. The blessing of the Lord says you don't have a choice. You're a born-again believer. You are anointed to advance in all you do. All you have to do is allow your faith to move towards me. See, faith doesn't twist God's arm to do something. God is saying, I'm already, I've already done it for you. So this blessing on your life, it, oh man, it makes you rich. What I'm really trying not to get, I just want one building, God, from a real estate investment. And God goes, nope, you're going to get three. Say, man alive, all I want to do is get out of debt. Nope, you're going to pay off your parents' house too. The blessing of the Lord, it, it makes you rich. You have no choice. Now, now I want to hone in on this word right here, right here in this scripture. Watch this now. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. The word sorrow. Sorrow, watch this, sorrow is associated with a deep distress caused by loss. And when you have a generous heart and you're blessed and the church says it's offering time and money is getting ready to leave me, you know that you're blessed, there should be no distressed. There should be no idea that I'm losing something. I am not distressed. I'm blessed. I'm rich. And when I put this seed in the ground, God, who said in Genesis 8, 22, he said, look, seed time and harvest time, it won't cease. So how can we be believers knowing that we're blessed and we hesitate to release? We hesitate to release. The greatest, you can write this in your notes. The greatest form of financial dominion is the ability to detach from money. The ability to detach from it. What are you saying? You don't own me. I'm already blessed. I don't need to, I don't need to store you up like the rich man. I don't need to store you up, look at you, and feel like I'm secure. Let me demonstrate to you that you're not my God. And you know what I'm going to do? I've looked at this $100,000 for the longest in this savings account, thinking that it's going to take care of me. But guess what I'm going to do today? I'm going to take, not off my income, I'm going to take 10% off of this savings account, and I'm walking right up in AWC, and I'm going to let the devil know, listen, 
this savings account, this money that I got stored up, it does not own me. And how do I demonstrate that? How do I demonstrate it? I detach from it. Why do I detach from money? Proverbs 23. Why should I do that? Glory to God. Why? Now, this is powerful. This is something we teach our kids. Hallelujah. Proverbs 23. The generous heart. Glory to God. Let's just read verse 1. 1 through 5. When you sit to eat with a ruler. Now, rulers are decision makers. Consider diligently what is before you. And we're going to keep reading down, but let me say this. When you go in to do business with the world, sometimes you got to speak their language. And really consider who's in front of you. I'll never forget, we was in uh, uh, Atlanta, Georgia there, and, and, and the airport, the airport uh, wanted some land that uh, uh, Dr. Dollar, when I first got born, uh, 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 started attending World Changes, the airport wanted some land. And, 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 and he wanted to land. And he said he went in there and he told them what his God was going to do. And this, 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 and this. And the Holy Ghost said this. And he was right. And he said, man, I'm standing, standing up talking with these powerful men. Tell them I'm going to have it. Da, 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 da. And he said, the, 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 the meeting there took a little break. And, and, and a wise guy said, hey, 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 hey. Calm down. <laughs> we want the land. Be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. What are you saying? Consider who's in front of you now. Well, I know what my God can do. And we know what your God can do but speak their language to get God's agenda done. Number two, uh, verse two, he says, and put a knife to thy throat if you be a man given to appetite. That just means just have home training when you're before powerful people. You know, you, you, you're looking at the guy and, and he's worth, you know, $500 million and, 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 and you're there, you know, you, you're writing, you're armor bearer, you're, you're PPA, you're personal assistant, you don't turn around and go, uh, does anybody have any water in here or something like No, 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 no. Keep some peppermint in your pocket. Get some water when you leave the meeting. Let the set man run the meeting. He says, look, consider what's in front of you. Verse 3, be not desirous of his dainties, for they are deceitful meat. See, the generous heart is aggravated when we desire what the world has. When we see people of power with money, he says, look, don't desire that. Just, just desire the blessing on your life. Verse 4. He says, look, labor not to be rich. What do you mean labor not to be rich? He says, labor not to be rich because I've already blessed you to be rich. The blessing makes you rich. you got to walk into your richness. It's already there. The corporation is already there. The sales are already there. The contract is already there. He says, don't labor. Just walk into it. Labor not to be rich. Cease from thine own wisdom. Now, that doesn't mean play dumb, but a lot of times, the best way to demonstrate your intelligence is to be quiet. And let powerful people talk. And they'll say, yeah, uh, you, you know, uh, old Bill over there, he was uh, trying to get this, 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 and this. And I was trying to figure out, Bill, why are you going that route? The way, how, how you want to do this is X, Y, and Z, and da, 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 You know, demonstrate your intelligence by not interrupting. Why? Because... He's telling you something. Be quiet. Labor not to be rich. Cease from thine own wisdom. It's not, it's not saying be dumb. It's just, hey, you're sitting in front of a higher wisdom right now. A more powerful person. Well, my God, I know what your God is, but, 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 but he, you're going to sound silly to this guy who can open doors for you. Well, I don't believe that. Luke 2, verse 50 through 52 says, Jesus increased in wisdom, stature, and favor with God and man. <clears throat> Here's where I want to go. He says, will you set your eyes upon that which is not? What is that? The world's riches. He says, for certainly riches make themselves wings, and they fly away as an eagle towards heaven. You can't trust your money. The way you gain dominion over money is not stacking it up. 
is releasing it. Why? It says, look, man, I, I got a savings account going here, and they want to build a, you know, a children's wing. I'm trying to get myself out of debt. I, and, and here we are. Here we are with another offering. What do you mean here we are with another offering? Here we, here's my chance to accelerate what God is doing in me. I'm going to cause to happen for somebody else. But, you know, people will sit back and say, I'm not going to do that. Watch this. No generous heart. I'm not going to do that. They already got enough. And, and, and your money's going, you, you look over at your money and you see, oh, you go, what was that? Little wing pops out. You said, man, you go over to your wife and you say, listen, is God speaking to you about this? She says, yes, yes, he is. We should be releasing towards this project that the church has got going on. We should be doing that. And, 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 and but, 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 but you're tight with it. You don't want to release it. Your riches go, <laughs> All right, now, you're trusting in the world's riches. You're trusting in your 401K. You're trusting in Wall Street. You're trusting in your corporation. And you don't want to release it. You don't want to perform the greatest task that, 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 that a financial, uh, 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 someone who has financial dominion, you want to perform the greatest task that they perform. Guess what? You need to detach from it. So you know what? Put your wings back in. You ain't got to grow wings. I'm ready to release you myself. Why? Because you can't take care of me. See, money, money is just a tool. It's just a tool. And in our program, we've, we've discipled, adopted over a thousand people. And I'm talking doctors, lawyers, airline pilots, military guys, uh, Jackson, Jaguars. I, I, we, we've spoken to the rookies that come in from camp. Uh, my pastor, we go down there. Speak to the rookies about the money they're about to receive. We speak to them about that and say, listen, when you get this money, know this. You're strong. You're young right now. About 10 years when you can't catch that ball no more, when you can't jump as high as you used to, when you can't run as fast as you used to, let me tell you something. Your money has got to take care of you. So don't go out here and get a big Rolls Royce and a big household and so forth. Don't do that. You got you to be masters. You got to have dominion over this money. So the generous heart says, you know what? I am generous towards God first. Why? Riches make themselves wings and they fly away on me. Glory to God. <laughs> Let me read this to you. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Amen. Listen to this. Giving should never threaten your financial security. Being generous towards God, you should never feel, your, your, your financial security should never feel threatened. But people who don't have a generous heart, they think that when they release generously towards God, they feel like their future is threatened. When in fact their future is not threatened. It is expanded and prolonged with a true system that's going to take care of you. See, the lowest you can fall in God's economic system is provision. What is that? God will provide. That's the lowest I can fall. God will provide. Man, my house foreclosed or your house foreclosed or whatever it is, and grandma said, hey, you can move in here until you, until you can get another job. Why? You put your confidence in the job, and the job let you down, and now you and your wife got to move in with, you, with her parents or your parents. Guess what? Don't be shame about that. Get in there for 6 to 12 months. Why? God is taking care of you. And you're in month 13, God blesses you with a job, double your salary that you had last time. Guess what? God took care of you. We don't look down on that. So giving should never threaten our financial security. Here's the thing about mammon. The Bible calls it mammon. Mammon has an evil tone to it, and the rich young ruler showed us that. Mammon says, hold on to what you got now. Hold on now. Easy, don't hurt yourself now. You don't want to give too much now. Well, my God, I mean, it's a convention. Didn't you just give this morning? Right now we're at a 2 o'clock session. You're giving again? What are you saying? Hey, I'm generous towards God. Mammon shuts you up. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. In other words, it says what kind of relationship do you have with it? Because money, money does not have a personality. You do. You who? The one who receives it. So you can receive it right now, the, the, the confessions you did, you can go in your job Monday and receive a huge first fruit offering. Somebody say, I received that. that. Offering from who? Your corporation. I don't know why we're doing this. 
Your bonus was two grand last month. We're not going to wait till the end of the month. Let's go ahead and give him 10 grand right now. We just, I, I don't know why we're doing And you receive that. Now, all of a sudden, it had no personality, but now you got it. Now, now $10 first fruit was easy. 10000 now is going to test your personality with it. On my first fruits, I got 10 bucks. Let me run to the office with my first fruit offering. Let, let, let me do that. No, no, and God said, no, 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 no. Let's test you. Let's test your personality with it. Let's truly test your personality with money. I'm going to give you a first fruit of 10 grand. And the Bible says if you can sow that first fruit, the lump will be blessed. Never withhold your first fruit. When you withhold your first fruit, what you're saying is you are now in question about, I wonder if I'd have done this first thing with the lump. But you'll be five years out into something God has called you to, asking yourself, man, we have 10 commercial buildings, but that's good, but I really wanted 50. I wonder if I would have done this back here, would I have 20 or 30 or 40 or 50? You never want to be in that position. You release those first fruits knowing that the Lord of the harvest is saying, your lot will be blessed. Hallelujah. <clears throat> so some things compete against this generous heart. And, and I'm an investor. I love to invest. Me and my family, we love to invest. We love to do that. But here's one thing we do know. We never exalt our investing in our future, over giving into our future. So you never want to exalt your investing in your future over your giving into your future. What does that mean? You know, you come across a good deal, you release real fast. Man, I'm going to turn this, I'm going to make 50 grand. Uh, they say they want 20% 20, 20 down, it's 200 grand, I need 40 grand. Oh, we got it, go get it. And, and what's happening? The, the, the world has a perceived promise of return to you now. And you move quickly. Why? Because you can sense that the benefit is sure coming towards you. But when you have a generous heart with your first fruits, believers act like God, who's the Lord of the harvest, who owns everything, is somehow or another going to forget the seed that they put in the ground. And we go, I don't know if I want to get, I don't, man, I, whoo, what can I pay off with this? Woo. And God is saying, Oh, so you're excited about investing into your future. You've exalted that over giving into your future. Never do that. The generous heart always, they're eager to give into their future. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> now, I want to stay on time here. <clears throat> Let's go to um, uh, Proverbs 3. Proverbs 3. There's a certain posture that the generous heart has. There's just a certain posture that the generous heart has. And we're going to look at it in Scripture. There's a certain posture that the generous heart has. Watch this now. <clears throat> Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust! <laughs> Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not, what is he saying? Disconnect from your own understanding as it pertains to seed time, harvest time, and let God and his system take it. He says, lean not to your own understanding about what happens when you put this in the basket, what happens when you put this in the ground, what happens when you put this in this project. Lean not to your own understanding. But here's what I need you to do, verse 6. In all ways, somebody say, with my finances too. See, Brother Josh was up here with his praise team, and that was the way. We're acknowledging God. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. You all hold. And you're acknowledging. And, and, and okay, it's offering time. Oh, wait a minute now. Uh... Hold on. Is it two ways or three ways we acknowledge him? How do we do it? I shook a hand coming in the door. I shook a hand. He said, turn to your neighbor and greet them during the greeting. I did that. And, 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 and I raised my hand during praise and worship. And now here we are at offering time. He says, always acknowledge me. So you got to finish strong before the word of God comes forth in your giving. Why? Because as the promises come forth, you want to know I'm sitting right here, preacher. I'm a prime time candidate. 
to what you're saying. Why? I've detached from this money. I have a generous heart. I'm rich towards God. I'm rich towards people. I'm rich towards myself. You bring it on. And one word out of your mouth can change my course. And, and I receive it. Why? Because I'm a prime time candidate for God to distribute his power and influence through me. Why? Because I'm proving to him I can handle money. I have dominion over it. Why? Money is an amplifier. You think some people are just quiet and this and that. You let them get a little bit of money, you go, where did that attitude come from? <laughs> what happened? Money amplified what was already there. Yeah. So if you're already stingy, tight, closed fist, da, 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 more money is not going to make you a generous giver. Right. You're, you're, you're going to get stingier. Yeah. God, you blessed me with 10 million. I, I sow 100,000. No, you will not. If you're not sowing 100, you will not sow 100,000. He says, acknowledge me in all thy ways, and, 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 and he shall direct thy path. The generous heart knows this. They're never nervous in a meeting. They're never, they're never second-guessing in a meeting. They're never nervous about a deal. Why? I know I've been generous towards God, and in this meeting, I came in to say this, but God, speak to my vocal cords. Speak through my mind. When it's time to talk, I release me to talk. When it's time to be quiet, tell me to be quiet. Why? You're directing my ways. There's something higher than saying, God, let me get the wisdom on my finances. There's something higher than that. You know what it is? It's God walking you each step with your finances. So offering time is not the only time that we're generous. You can be generous with 500 bucks in the offering, walk right out to the car, grab that door handle, and God goes, who gave you this car? How did I give it to you? What kind of miracle came with this? Now, you see your 8-year-old and your 12-year-old walking here? You see how excited they are about the things of God? Yeah, I see it. Now, you see that woman right over on the other side right there? You, you know that miracle you was believing for? You, you, you wanted those babies? I gave you twins. And you go, my God, I, I just gave. And God is like, hey, 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 don't, 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 don't summon yourself to just offering but being generous. Know this. Every step of the way I'm with you, I'm directing your path. And at any time, you can say, God, you've been good to me. Let me sow a seed into AWC. Let me sow a seed. There's been times. See, your pastor slung out some nuggets when he was up here presiding, and I was taking notes. And I said to myself, did they hear what he just said? Did they even hear what he just said? I told my son and daughter, I say, when, when that word is coming forth, don't listen to daddy. Listen to God. Why? Because your blood running through your veins doesn't automatically mean that the word of God is hitting good ground. You got to be ready to receive this word for yourself. You got to be able to take the, 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 this word off of the pages and receive it for yourself. So, man, when he's saying things, I hope I, I think I put it, I think I did. Lord, have mercy. I got in another set of notes, but, but, but I'll find it. But the bottom line was, I was like, there it is, God. There it is right there. And I, was, I looked around for the offering. I said, hey, get my debit card. I, I, I'm trying to, I, I'm trying to, I said, oh, I don't see a debit card on here. So I said, I have a check. I have a check in the back. What happened? Don't wait till the word starts going forth. The praise and worship guy can say something in between verses and you go, there it is right there. You always want God to direct your path with your finances and you release goodness towards God. He says, be not wise in your own eyes. He's constantly taking the natural intellect out of us honoring him. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Watch this. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all of your increase. Why do I do that? So shall thy barns be filled, watch this word, with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. God wants to give a new dimension to your money. He wants to give a new dimension to your finances. And he says, you don't activate it by hoarding. You don't activate it by getting promotions and pulling back. You don't activate it by getting larger contracts and holding back. He says, honor me with all of your substance and all of your, your first fruits. In other words, he said, man, I just did a deal and I made $40,000 on this real estate. I made $40,000. You ever made $40,000 on a deal? Well, the last one was, uh, I think, about $10,000. Okay, this is, so, so first fruits increase. First fruit increase. 
And as long as you're giving first fruits, guess what you're doing? You're increasing. Wow, man, I got a first fruit. I got a, I got a raise. They're going to give me $20,000 starting next quarter. I, I'm, I'm just so excited about that. What is that going to mean on your bottom line on your check? It's going to be an extra $2,000. Okay, that's your first fruit increase. Now I'm going to go with my tithe. Go with your tithe and your first fruit offering. And you put it before God. Why? God says, look, that was me who took that king's heart in that department three levels above you and turned his heart towards your bachelor's degree. He had 35 people with masters, but God says the blessing of the Lord rests on your life, and I'm going to make you rich. That was me who took the king, the decision maker in this corporation to favor you in this promotion. So you bring ye the tithes, and you bring forth your first fruit offering. And let me tell you something. Get excited about a first fruit offering. Somebody said, every time I, every time I turn around, I see Bill walking up there. Every two months with his little first fruits. There you go again, kneeling before the altar. And you, what you need to know about Bill? Bill is increasing every two months. Every time I turn around, you know, Sally just come down to that altar, waving her first fruit, asking Pastor to wave it, and then wave it. And every time I turn around, she's down there with her first fruit. No, every time you turn around, she's being promoted. See, the generous heart, in your notes, the generous heart walks in guaranteed promotion. They, 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 they walk in guaranteed promotion. Why? They've already settled it. They set their spiritual thermostat to, I honor God with all my finances. In all my ways, I honor him. It's set there. Nobody has to convince me. I don't need a scripture. I don't need five songs. As a matter of fact, I gave my offering on the way here. That's what, that's what generous, the generous heart says. I don't need a sad song, a sad story. I don't need little babies to feed across seas and feel good about myself. All, all I know is I have a generous heart inclined towards the things of God, and, and, and I do have dominion over my finances. How can you say that? I know how to release it. It's not my God. Glory to God. Here's what you need to know about your job. Working a job is not working on you. Let me say that again. When you work a job, that doesn't equate to you working on you. You go in there and from 9 to 5, you sell your hours, they give you dollars for it. Working on you is going to come from 4 a.m. to 7 a.m. before the babies get up. You've communed with God. You've consecrated yourself with God. You've written three chapters to your next book. You've researched the real estate in the city. The whole house is quiet. That's four to seven. That's working on you. Eight o'clock, everybody's up. Babies are up. Mamas are screaming at baby. Get ready now. I'm not going to get you. got to get to that bus stop. I mean, mamas can be loud in the morning. My God. <laughs> Woo. Wee. You should have went to bed last night. You should have, man, a lot. So, so from four to seven, you've prayed to God. You've been before God, and, and, and you've been before your contracts, and, you, and you've got your, your meeting set, and you got your, 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 the way you're going to pitch your idea. You, you have it all set. That's working on you from four to seven. Once you walk into Kellogg, Kellogg goes, now I own you. This is my time. And as long as you sell me an hour or two from one to eight, I'm going to give you some dollars. But you are not on our job going to break away during work time and work on your thing. I pay you to further this company's vision. That's what I do. And you got to know, working a job is not working on you. You got to work on you and your giving and your heart before your job. Why? Put God first. And when the job rewards you, you already know. I've been in my word concerning a generous heart. I've been in my word concerning honoring God. When? On your lunch break? No, 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 no. From four to seven. I work on me. Spiritual things are natural. And then when you get off at five, from six to nine. Guess what? You better work on you. Why? Because 8 o'clock is coming. 7 o'clock is coming. Some people work from dark 30 to dark 30. The lights are blinking when they go to work, and the lights are it's dark when they get out. They pick the kids up from the daycare, put them in the back seat like a bag of groceries, and, and they repeat that thing over and over and over and depend on a job. And we're grateful for jobs. We're thankful for them. Depend on a job to give them quantum leaps into their finances. And it's like, no, you're, you're at 100000 a year right now. You're not going to raise your net income quicker than you can raise your net worth. What is that? You're not going to raise your income $40,000 in one year, but you can, from four to seven, learn about real estate. 
You can, with this second quarter bonus you're going to get, come, come to God and honor him and turn to your spouse and go, okay, let's go over here and get some, let's get a, try to get us a duplex. Cause, cause, and when you get the duplex and you bought it for 80 and it's worth 150, you just increase your net worth just like that. You can't do that on a job. So working on a job is not working for you because after seven is family, kids, my gosh, painting baseboards. It's working on garages and the AC is going out and mom is cooking and, and you're doing homework and the homework nowadays, I don't know. I, I, I just, I, Pastor, we need a real estate school for, for, for our little kids because some of the stuff they're learning, I'm like, what does that got to do with, with them learning how to live and progress in life? My gosh. <clears throat> Glory to God. Let's go to 2 Corinthians. Chapter 9, the generous heart. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, before we go down, let's go to Proverbs 11, uh, 24. Proverbs 11. Watch this now. Woo. Immediate, if you can get this ready in the uh, message translation, that would be absolutely awesome. Verse 24, Proverbs eleven twenty-four. 24. There is that scattereth, well, that's a generous heart, and yet they increase. And there is that withholds more than they need to survive on a day-to-day -day basis. But when you withhold with a closed fist, it tends to something. It tends to poverty. Why? Money is meant to move. Money is meant to move. And the more it's moving through real estate and through the market, and, and, and the more it's moving, it's multiplying. When it sits, it just sits. It says, it tends to poverty, verse 25. The liberal soul, what is a liberal soul? A liberal soul, one translation says, a wide open hand. What is that? God can get things to me, and I can release to God with a liberal soul. And that liberal soul, that generous heart, shall be made fat. Fat in the Bible is synonymous with wealth. And he that watereth, or he that's kingdom rich, self rich, and others rich. Watch what God does for him. Watch what God does for them. He that watereth shall also be watered also himself. Heaven's going to take care of you. And God says men can give into your bosoms. Look, see, 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 when you say your daily prayer, what, what do we say? Thy what? Kingdom come. We don't say thy earth go to heaven. We are bringing kingdom things from heaven, manifesting them in the earth, and kingdom things from heaven concerning finances, they're never in question when you bring them down to earth. So when you honor God, when you take care of others, take care of your church, he says, there's a system in place for your generous heart. Guess what? I water you too. <clears throat> Verse 26, he that withholdeth corn, the people shall curse him. But blessed shall be on the head of him that sells. Watch this. He that diligently seeketh good procureth favor. See, the generous heart diligently seeks to be generous. Procureth favor, but he that seeketh mischief, it shall come unto him. That word mischief, don't be in church stirring up stuff. You want to be an awesome leader, an awesome assistant? Sometimes a passive decision is not an introduction to your opinion. Sometimes it's God showed me, he hasn't showed you. Hey, you said whatever's in my heart to do, do it. That, that comes along with that. So what do I need now? I need your servanthood, I need your support. But I don't need you walking away from me and creating mischief. <clears throat> Watch this. It shall come unto him. Watch this. He that trusts in his riches. Somebody says, that's not me. Something happens to his countenance. It says he shall fall or they will fail him. But the righteous shall flourish as a branch. Well, I was riding out on the interstate with Pastor there, and I said, what is that white tree right there? What is? He just smiled. He said, boy, you're fascinated with these trees. And I think it was an ash tree or something like that, but... It reminded me of the little tree there in Game of Thrones, and it reminded me of that. And I was like, wow, that tree is beautiful. It's white. It's flourishing. 
Oh, my God, he watched Game of Thrones? Yeah. <laughs> Watch this. A generous heart chases vanities. Verse 29. He that troubles his own house. One thing I said about being the head of my house, honey, I lead in giving. Trust me, I won't trouble this own house from this get-rich-quick scheme to that get-rich-quick scheme, trying to skip God's way of prospering. I'm not going to trouble my own house, and I find myself and our accounts and our savings in danger because I am troubling my own house because money is pulling my strings. And this guy says, give me 100 bucks and join this company, and you'll be a millionaire tomorrow. This guy says, give me 200 bucks and join this company, you'll be a millionaire tomorrow. This guy, you know, I went to a conference outside of my spiritual lineage, which you got to be careful with that now. I went to a conference. This guy told me if I touch 20 people next week, I'd be a millionaire like Ben Gates. And you're not going to be a millionaire like Bill Gates. What are you doing? You're shouting over the safe, but you don't want to take time to figure out the combination to it. And what is that? Detach from this thing that grows riches and fly away from me. So he says, he that troubles his own house, no financial dominion. They want it quick. They want shortcuts. <clears throat> Shall inherit the wind. I tell you what, when it's windy outside, go try to catch it. When the wind is blowing, say, man, let me, let me, you, you, you can't even, there's nothing going to happen. No results will come from the guy who troubles his own house. Shall inherit the wind, and the food shall be servant to the wise of heart. That's why payday loans are getting richer and richer. Why? You're chasing stuff, putting your house in jeopardy, and not even honoring God with your finances, and you honor a network marketing meeting with $2,000 to get involved in it. I was in network marketing. I was an engineer, uh, uh, what they call a Delta engineer at Ford Motor Company. When I came out of college, I got in network marketing because my wife got pregnant and, and, and she went into the dental field and she got pregnant and she said, I'm not going back to work. I said, well, I got to supplement this income. And over three years, we built a huge organization that rewarded us residually every single month. And I'll tell you this, I'm going to tell you the truth. It's hard work when those guys stand up and repeat the kind of money they make. Don't you fool yourself. These guys are shrewd entrepreneurs with grit. Well, he drove a truck. He was a dump truck driver. Now look at him. No, he just found a vehicle now to breathe on what was already in him. And it took him somewhere. But, but it's not even in you because why? You're not even generous towards the one you say takes care of you. The fruit of the righteous is the tree of life. And he that wins souls is wise. Pursuing riches and not wanting your cousin that's incarcerated to meet God is backwards. Pursuing riches and not saying, hey, family, we're going to have a, a gathering at our house. All the food is on us. And all we're going to do is just share the love of God with you. Well, Bill's not, Bill's not uh, born again. Well, well, Bill can come on. Now, hey, hey, hey. Now, you know his nephews. They're going to be wild and rowdy. Oh, they can come on too. What are we going to do? We're going to win souls. Why? Wow, we're not going to get this thing mixed up. A man who wins souls is wise. But a generous heart is not winning souls. And a, 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 gener a, a non-generous heart is not winning souls. They ain't talking to nobody about God. And they come into the house of God, and they won't even release towards their father. Not in this house, though. I say, I say, not in this house. I, 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 I guarantee you, this word that's going in you today, you will... Never, you get a generous heart, you will never be broke another day in your life. And let me say this about the generous heart. When the word of God is coming forth, some things, your obedience has to precede your understanding. Uh, break that down for me. Honor God with your finances. You need to really take me to 10 or 12. No, 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 no. no. Just be obedient to honoring God with your finances. Why? Some, some of your greatest breakthroughs is when your obedience to the word of God precedes your full understanding of it. You know the word is true. You know the pastor's preaching that word. You know it's true. Guess what? A generous heart says, you know what? I receive that. Yeah, but what, what about now? If you, if, if you do this and you do that, is that a tithe, an arm, a first fruit, an offering? I ain't got to know that. Why? Because your heart is already set to be generous towards God. Verse 31. Behold, the righteous shall be recompensed. What is the righteous? They're in good standing with God. And you're the righteousness of God. You're in good standing with God. He is your father. He wants to bless you. Matter of fact, he's already blessed you. He's asking you, pick up your faith and come towards me. 
but I don't know, I, I'm not a very good speaker, so I kind of, I pull back from that promotion because I got to stand up and I got to give a speech every Monday. I'm, I'm not a good talker. What did he tell Moses? Who made your mouth? Why do you continue to exalt your intellect over the Holy Spirit moving through you? You need to stop doing that. I'm trying to get something to you, and you stand up and you tell me to speak through your vocal cords and think through your mind. And when you finish that meeting, that, 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 that VP of sales is going to go, who is this? Who is this? Oh, wow, she, huh? She just got promoted? What's her package? It's 125. 125? Man, y'all don't see what I see, do you? Uh, can, we, can I meet her after the thing? And what happens? We're not going to do 125 with you. What are you going to do? We're going to go to 165. 165, wow. Oh, man, look at that. What, what happened? You, you, you shrunk. You disconnected from your own wisdom and your own intellect. You say, you know what? I have a generous heart towards God. I received this promotion, and you already made your mind up. This first fruit offering is coming to you, God, and God used you mightily. And decision maker says, you know what? Watch me quantum leap you, and that's what happens when you do that. Let's look at this in the, uh, in the message translation. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. Curses on those who drive a hard bargain. Blessings on those who, on, 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 blessing on all who play fair and square. The one who seeks good finds delight. The student of evil becomes evil. A life devoted to things, a life devoted to things is a dead life. A stump. A God-shaped life, a generous heart, is a flourishing tree. Exploit or, abuse, uh, exploit or abuse your family and end up with a fistful of air. Common sense tells you it's a stupid way to live. A good life is a fruit-bearing tree. A violent life destroys souls. If good people barely make it, what's in store for the bad? Is that it? That's it? Okay. What do I want to focus on? He says a good life is a generous heart. Smile says, I'm not evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. Let me tell you something. If me and my wife are standing uh, 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 on a cliff and, and, and somebody's coming at us uh, uh, with a gun or whatever it is, guess what I'm going to do? I'm holding her tight. Why? I love her. I love her. I'm holding on to her. I got a relationship with her. I love her. If, if we're going off this cliff, we're going together. Why? I love you. I have a relationship with you. Now, your money. You're not supposed to do that. With your money, you say, there's a cliff. And there's a, let's just say, there's a bear. Tell you what I got to do. I don't have to outrun the bear. I just got to outrun you, money. I'm going to leave you right here with a scent on you that the bear likes. <laughs> and I'm taking off. Why? I don't have a relationship with you. I don't love you. See, here's the, here's the key. Here's the key. You got to learn how to need money but not love it. You gotta learn how to need money. The Bible says godliness with, godliness with contentment. What, is, what does that mean? I'm content with God taking care of me and walking me through life and walking me through my deals and walking me through my, I'm content with that. And the Bible says that contentment, a godliness with contentment is great gain. It didn't say great gain, it's godly. So a lot of people think that I'm prospering but not honoring God. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm anointed. No, 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 no. Godliness gen generates a generous heart. And when you're content with where God has you, yes, you have goals, yes, you have plans, but guess what? Your anxiety to be, B-E, your anxiety to be doesn't compete with the timing and the season that God has you in. A lot of times with our young people, they have an anxiety to be, and we're like, no, 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 sit for a minute. You're going to be that, but just sit down for a minute and get anchored in God. Get generous towards God. Get your heart right. Yeah, but Susan, I seen her on social media, and she. But Bill, he he he's going to, you know, he's double majoring. So I said, I don't care what Bill's doing. I tell you, Bill is famous today. I don't care what Bill is doing. The bottom line is, I don't have an anxiety to be anything except a child of God. Let me say that again. I don't have the anxiety to be anything except a child of God. 
Hallelujah. If we feel threatened by giving, it is a very poor mindset towards finances. If we feel threatened by giving, it's a very poor mindset towards finances. Again, never feel threatened when you release money towards God and the kingdom of God and the things of God. Let's, let's go to Mark 10. Hallelujah. Mark 10. <clears throat> Hallelujah. <clears throat> your generous heart is the foundation to your wealth. Yes. Your generous heart builds your life foundation wide and deep before the building even goes up. God needs to know, can I trust you? You go, sure, Lord, you can, you can trust me. Well, I don't know about that now. Let's get, a, let's get a relationship going. This thing is reciprocal. It's an exchange. Can I trust you? Yes, Lord, you can trust me. I picked the girl up from the daycare. I babysitted the kids. He said, no, 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 no. The greatest form of trust with me is with that green stuff. If you want to really know that you trust me, how, ask yourself, how do I release money towards God and the things of God? If it's like this, it's hard for you to say you trust God with everything. Amen? Mark, Mark 10, verse 21. Now, here's the thing. I, I, I want to say this about this guy. The, 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 <clears throat> glory to God. The, the, the rich young ruler is the perfect example of someone who has appraised themselves as holy towards God. And Jesus always tests the one who appraised themselves as holy towards God instead of them saying, let me search my life and make sure everything that I have is holy towards God. So let's, let's, let's learn from the rich young ruler. <clears throat> now, verse 18. And Jesus said unto him, why do you call me good? Look at that now. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Jesus walked through the door, and somebody stand up and go, oh, you're, you're so good. And he look at you and go, why do you call me good? Man, you go back to your seat saying, what? Why did he ask me that? Why do you call me good? There is none good but one. That is God. Jesus was a great redirector to his father. You know of the commandments. Don't commit adultery, don't kill, don't steal, don't bear false witnesses. Watch this. Defraud not. Defraud not. <laughs> Under thy father and thy mother. And he answered and said unto him, hey, hey, Jesus, master, have I done all these things? Since I was a little bitty boy, I've observed all of these. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him, saying unto him, baby, 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 one thing you lack Go thy way, watch this, and sell or detach. Sell whatsoever you have. Detach from what has you. Whatever you have. And then what I want you to do is to release, disperse, give to the church. Give to the poor. Give to the cause. Give to the community. And you shall have treasure that's in heaven. And come take up your cross and follow me. What did Jesus know? It's hard for you to follow me when money is still your God. That's what he just told the young, the young guy. He said, look, here's what I need you to do. Uh, there's a prerequisite before you, before you truly, unadulteratedly begin to follow me. I know you got a lot of stuff. I know you do, and we're not saying go sell your house, go sell your car, and go live in a box. We're, we're not saying that. But what he's, the, the, the parable is saying detach from the love of money. And when you do that, you can pick up your cross with authenticity, and then you can follow me. And watch this. And when Jesus told him that, watch his countenance. Watch his disposition. See, see, what is your countenance and your disposition when money is getting ready to leave you? 
Some people have it timed. Uh, they're still doing praise and worship. Our offering should be done in about 10 minutes. Let's go ahead and go into church now. What is that? Your countenance is you're afraid to sit up under the offering because you know that, that people are looking at you. Like, man, when you gonna, are you ever going to lift your envelope? I, I never see you lift it up before the Lord. And you don't have to be in pride, but some people time it. I used to when I first got born again, the world changes. It's a, I didn't know nothing about God. I didn't pass the bucket. I look at the bucket. I just look at it. Man, I ain't, the guy's driving a Rolls Royce. I mean, what, what, what am I going to do here? You got a G5, a Gulfstream jet. I mean, what? I'm just ignorant. I'm just ignorant in the things of God. And, 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 and it goes by. And, 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 and boy, they said, hold your envelope up. And I said, man, these people are out of their minds. I said, this is, this is oh, it just ruffles me wrong. And I said, I'll tell you what. Okay, what time do they do this, this thing? I'm going to just wait in the car, wait in the lobby, and then I'll go. Now, these people here are out of their minds. The word of God hadn't got a hold of me yet. Word of God got a hold of me. Put that little $20 on that envelope. And I watch, I'm still in pride now. Because I hold it up, and because it's a small amount, I hold the 20 forward. Anybody behind me see it? Still in pride. I said, well, you're still in pride. Man, it's all I got. I mean, I mean hey, I'm, it's hard out here for a post graduate here. It's, it's, I'm, I'm trying to get myself together here. And, 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 and boy, I got that first fruit at four. Got that little profit sharing. It was like $1,200 or whatever it was. I took that $1,200 and held it up and the 12 was facing the people behind me. Woo, Lord, thank you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Everybody look at this 12 and God says, look, 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 hold, hold on now. When you're down here, you can't have pride. And when you're up here, you can't have pride. Watch that now. Now you're falling in love with it. Why? You want to show men how much you have. But, you, but that's not going to last with me because you'll soon stop if you're going to approach me like that. So he said he was sad at that saying, and he went away grieved, for he had money. And Jesus looked around about and said unto his disciples, how hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God. That is not saying a rich man can't enter into the kingdom of God. Kingdom of God, it says when riches have a man, it's not going to be too much room for God. That's why if you start witnessing to a rich man and money has him, he's going to look at you and, 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 and they've looked at me and said this, well, how much money do you have? What do you, well, uh, my goal is really uh, not to be the most powerful man in the city. You want to know my ultimate goal? Yeah, I sure want to know your ultimate goal, to be a great husband, a great father, and a great community, and a man of God. I start with those four. Everything else is just a cherry on top, but that fills the cup up for me. Why? I'm in control of those. That world out there would chew you up and spit you out. That world that you're attached to, I don't want to attach myself to that. My father is in heaven. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Woo! <clears throat> to get rid of the generous heart, I want you to do this. Locate your hidden idols. The rich young ruler had a hidden idol. You know what it was? His money. He hadn't located his hidden idols, but Jesus located it for him. Jesus, I got to help you before you're going to prosper. Let me help you locate your hidden idols. Locate your hidden idols. What is a hidden idol? Something that is greatly admired over God. Maybe it's your financial security. Maybe it's your investments. But it's an idol if the heart is not generous towards God. <clears throat> locate your hidden idols. Things that God gave you that you placed above God. Yeah. Things that God blessed you with that you placed above God. Pastor says, hey, we're going to have Bible study, a midweek Bible study, da 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 and we're going to do that. And God says, now, I come on Sundays. I don't come on Wednesdays. Why? That, that traffic, oh, I, I can't deal with that traffic. And your job goes, hey, uh, if you say three hours over, what we can do is we can do X, Y, and Z. Oh, sign me up. I, I'll take the overtime. L let me go ahead and do it. Wait a minute now. Locate your hidden idols. You inconvenience yourself for the world, but when God calls you to drive 20 miles more, it, all of a sudden it's an inconvenience? Well, the grace, the grace of God is really not there in the traffic. No, don't confuse being inconvenienced with the grace of God now. A lot of times what we say is not the grace of God, it's just you being inconvenienced, and you've got to have grit to move through that traffic. <laughs> Sing your praise and worship with your kids. Recite the last week's message with your kids. We're, we're headed in the Bible study, and God will give us supernatural rest. Because I'm not going to let the desire to go home and go to sleep be my God. I'm going to church. <clears throat> Locate your hidden idols. <clears throat> Finishing up. Your money could be a hidden idol. Read Exodus 32, verse 1 through 7. When the children of Israel, God had blessed them with gold. Moses is up there with God, hanging out with God, Ten Commandments, writing stuff down, getting the word of God. 
and Aaron and all the, the, the murmuring children of Israel start to take the earrings off that God gave them. What do they do? Let's melt them down and create a golden calf and worship him. Wait a minute now. God gave you that gold. God gave you that. Yeah, but we're going to melt it down and we're going to worship. We're going to worship the golden calf. Yeah, but God gave you that. What were they doing? They were worshiping the gift that God gave them over the God that gave them the gift. Locate your hidden items.